Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Adam Cohen from the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, and today I'll be discussing the topic, what does the design of a CAR T-cell therapy say about its efficacy and toxicity profile? We know that there are a number of different components that go into making a CAR T-cell product. First, you have the source of the T-cells, which in all the currently approved products are autologous T-cells made from the patient, though allogeneic T-cells from healthy donors for off-the-shelf products are currently in development as well. Then you have the different parts of the CAR construct itself. You have the binding domain, which in most products is derived from a single-chain variable fragment. You have the hinge and transmembrane domains. Then you have the co-stimulatory domains and the signaling domains. And if you look on the bottom right, you can see with the four currently approved CD19-directed CAR products, they all use the same antigen binding domain, but they have differences in their hinge and transmembrane regions and differences in the co-stimulatory domain, CD28 versus 4 and BB. The different products may use different transduction methods. Most use viral vectors such as lentivirus or gamma retrovirus, but there are other novel techniques such as transposons being explored. Each product has its own manufacturing method, which may have different ways they stimulate the T-cells and different cytokines they use and different lengths of manufacturing that can impact the quality of the final product. And then there may be differences in the lymphodepletion that's used between products and differences in the final dose that's administered. So there's a lot of variability from product to product. And one thing that may impact some of the, the clinical outcomes is the co-stimulatory domains. This is something that's been uh, explored most in uh, the CD19-directed CAR T-cell products. At the top, you can see three trials using products that had a CD28 co-stimulatory domain. This is associated with perhaps more rapid initial burst of proliferation, more rapid initial growth, and less persistence. And you can see in these studies, there was perhaps a higher rate of CRS and neurotoxicity, higher proportion of patients needing tocilizumab, compared to the bottom trials highlighted in the blue rectangle, which used 401BB, which is thought to perhaps have a little bit slower initial expansion but greater memory formation and greater persistence. And in these studies, there was a little bit lower rates of CRS and neurotox. Interestingly, the efficacy looking at these trials doesn't appear to be that different, at least in DLBCL or ALL, with similar proportions of patients achieving long-term progression-free survival. Now, with the BCMA CAR T-cell products in myeloma, both Idacel and Siltacel use the same co-stimulatory domain, 4-ONBB, but they do have different antigen binding domains. Idacel uses a murine uh, derived SCFE that binds BCMA at a single site. Siltacel uses a camelid or llama-derived antigen binding domain that binds to BCMA at two different sites, thought to perhaps confer greater avidity, and uses uh, two different uh, heavy chain variable regions. And then there are even more novel binding domains being developed in myeloma. This is an example of one called CART-DDBCMA. uses a fully human synthetic binding domain, much smaller, thought to be perhaps less immunogenic, and that may lead to better persistence. And this has entered clinical studies as well. And so one of the impact of the binding domains are that if they're not human, they can generate a host anti-CAR immune response. And that may impact the persistence. And so both with cell and with cell, there's an initial burst of proliferation, then gradual decline. And in both of these studies, by six months or beyond, most patients did not have detectable levels of the CAR in their peripheral blood. 
And at least with the IDASEL study, we saw that that was associated with an increase in the frequency of patients who developed anti-drug antibodies, in this case, anti-CAR antibodies. What's unclear is how this immunogenicity and, and persistence actually impacts outcomes and efficacy. And so there was still good durability of response um, in many patients, particularly with Siltacel, even though the, cell, the cars may no longer be detected after six months. And so I think we need to really study this more, and, and we await the ongoing studies with the less immunogenic, fully human binding domains to see if that improves persistence and may improve better, uh, better duration of response as well. Now, looking at toxicities between these two products, the uh, incidence of cytokine release syndrome is fairly similar between the two, as well as high-grade cytokine release syndrome, which fortunately is only a minority of patients. What is different, however, is the timing of the onset of CRS. The median onset day is one in IDASEL, but it's seven days with Siltacel. And this likely reflects more of the lower dose that's used in Siltacel, which is roughly tenfold lower compared to the highest dose of IDASEL, um, rather than any particular um, car design issues. With neurotoxicity, 18% of IDASEL patients had any neurotoxicity. Most of these were, were low-grade. And again, the time to onset was rapid, day two, median mimicking or following the CRS onset. Siltacel had 21% of patients with any neurotox, perhaps a slightly higher rate of high-grade neurotoxicity. This could be classic ICANS, which had a uh, typical data onset of eight days, again, mirroring the CRS, but also several patients with other neurotoxicities with a later time to onset, median day 27, including the six patients who had the Parkinsonian-like movement and neurocognitive disorders. And it's unclear if this uh, difference really reflects differences in patient populations versus something about the car construct or, or other features of the product itself at this time. The incidence of this other neurotoxicity has gone down in subsequent cell studies when the tumor burden has been better controlled going into infusion. So the take-home point is that multiple variables can distinguish each CAR T-cell product, not just the CAR design itself. The co-stimulatory domains may impact uh, initial toxicity rates, at least with the CD19-directed CARs and lymphoma. For the BCMA-directed CAR products that are currently approved, they use the same co-stimulatory domain but do have different binding domains and manufacturing techniques, but the impact on clinical outcomes remains unclear. One key difference, though, is that there are differences in the timing of CRS onset may be related to the lower dose of cell, and this is something to keep in mind as you're treating these patients. With that, I'll stop, and thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.